Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled What's in a Hymn. It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today we reflect on the hymn Here is Love, Vast as the Ocean. The text of this hymn was originally written in Welsh by William Rees, 1802-1883. The original text contained the two verses that we look at today. Accounts tell us that Rees was one of the most versatile and gifted Welshmen of the 19th century and exercised a powerful influence on politics, evangelical religion, poetry and literature in Wales. It was another Welshman, William Edwards, 1848 to 1929, who gave us the English translation. He was an influential scholar and Baptist layman, a tutor teaching the Greek language. He translated the New Testament into the Welsh tongue from the original Greek. The Welsh text, written by Rees, played a prominent role in the Welsh revival of 1904-1905. Like so many great evangelistic movements, its success was closely associated with music and musicians. One of the most notable revival singers was a young woman, Annie Davis. According to one account printed in 1907, her voice emerged from a meeting and with it the song by Rees. She sang with tears on her face and victory in her voice, the mighty love song of the revival. Here is love. This hymn marvels at God's love for us. It begins by telling us that his love is beyond measurement. It is boundless, immeasurable, vast, just like an ocean. So, here is love, vast as the ocean. But it is also showered upon us in abundance. So, loving kindness as the flood. So, in these opening two lines, God's love is described as flowing to us in vast, immeasurable oceans of tender mercies. That's the loving kindness. But then we are reminded of the supreme example of God's love. The Bible puts it like this in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The hymn puts it like this. Here is love vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, when the Prince of Life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Notice that Jesus is described as our ransom, and this draws on Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, where Jesus is described as giving his life a ransom for many. A ransom, of course, is a payment for a release. In this case, our release from sin, its consequences and God's judgment on it. And the price, as Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 and 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 reminds us, the price is the shed blood of Christ, the death of Christ on the cross. As the hymn says, when the prince of life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. The first verse finishes with these lines, who is love will not remember 
who can cease to sing his praise. He can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days. What Jesus did for us on the cross will never be forgotten. As Alexander McLaren said, the cross is the centre of the world's history. The incarnation of Christ, the crucifixion of our Lord, are the pivot round which all the events of the ages revolve. And we must never grow cold in our remembering, our rejoicing, our praising of our Saviour, all he did for us on Calvary. Indeed, eternity will have that as the theme. Verse 2 takes us back to the cross of Calvary. On the Mount of Crucifixion, fountains opened deep and wide. Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide. Grace and love, like mighty rivers, poured incessant from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love. At Calvary's cross, we see God's abundant, immeasurable love demonstrated in mercy and grace. That mercy and grace flows abundantly. Look at some of the descriptions. Fountains opened deep and wide, a vast and gracious tide, a mighty river poured incessant from above. And at the heart of Calvary, where grace and mercy is in action, we see heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love. Here surely is echoed 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. This word propitiation means that on the cross, bearing our sin and guilt, Jesus faced the wrath of God for our sins instead of us and paid fully on our behalf the debt we owed to the broken law of God. Here is heaven's justice in action so that God's law is satisfied. But here is the making of peace and reconciliation with God as we are no longer under God's condemnation and our sins are forgiven. Heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love. Amen.